sexual liberation in the black and queer community of course this is a space for uh femmes queer mm -hmm. black individuals to come and talk and share everything pleasure but of course to emphasize that the pleasure is it's all yours baby yes yeah today we have a guest oh i wish we had a um, and Alexis, we have Alexis here with us today. One of our, one of my very longtime friends. Absolutely. What's up, baby? Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> so how was everybody's week? Wow. How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling really good. It's been a really interesting week and mm -hmm. I feel like I'm glad to top it off with having Alexis, our first guest of 2023. No, Ghost D was here. In January? Yeah, Ghosty oh. was here this year. Oh shit! Okay, My yeah, bad, Ghosty has been in in second season. Oh, okay. They, they were. She was our first guest. Well, time is only a construct, and also exactly. number two is so fucking cool because two <laughs> is an astro number. Absolutely. Second is the best. Yeah, First you remember? Y'all remember elementary school? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know, bitch. I'm doing. I feel like I'm doing good. I feel like I'm catching my stride. I just wish I could. Uh, a lot of manifestations that I want to come true I'm just waiting now and that's mm -hmm. kind of a hard part mm -hmm. you know the hard part of of trusting the process yeah. is the waiting zero patience yeah exactly yeah. so I just I want everything now and I'm just trying to learn to we're chill sick. the fuck out yeah <laughs> we're sick that is. because it's really upsetting when you don't see the progress you want to see but you know it's coming yeah and like I don't know it's just a hard thing to learn how yeah. are you I'm good I'm good I have been having a good it's been a re regular week. Nothing too, too crazy happened. Too crazy. But what'd, what'd you do this weekend? I went to um, I went to this party with Red, who we all know and love. Know and love. Yeah, yeah. a delicate um, flower. A delicate flower and so pretty and looks so sexy in this dress that she wore to this party. Yes. Um, I can but see it. yeah, it was mm -hmm. great and it was like this Afrobeats party, you know. Oh, um, but it was really fun. It was, I thought it was, um, I thought it was funny because, you know, first 50, first 50 women that came in got a glass of champagne and it was just so crazy that I walked up there and like, I'm like, wow, I just got here. Yeah. I don't see 50 bitches in this yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now yeah. they're like, actually, we're all out of champagne. And oh, then no. the next few people came and they're like, oh yeah, we're out of champagne. I'm like, what the fuck is going what? on? What? I was okay. like, oh, but anyways, I paid for a drink. Um, and I got a pineapple tequila with this like blue stuff in it. Really good. Okay. Um, and you know, it took a little bit for the party to get going, but DJ was really, really good. Um, Towards the end, I just thought it was funny that he had stopped the music, like completely stopped the music and was like, we're not playing no more music till everybody gets on the dance floor. Yes. Oh my God, not the pressure. Yes, we love pressure. <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting on this bench on the dance floor, so I technically am already on um, the dance floor. You know, yeah. Are you a dance on the middle of the dance floor? Kind For of sure. Bitch? Yeah. Okay. For sure. I will be the first one out there. I love it. See, I... I'll go with the group. Yeah. I'll go with the group. I'll I'm going to shake my ass on one of my me friends. And you. We'll yeah. Be the group. Okay, cool. As long as you <laughs> let me shake my ass on you. And be off rhythm sometimes. Hell, absolutely. Because I'd be getting nervous. I'll, I'll, I'll 
Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yes. Follow the leader. But yeah, then, um, you know, we had, it was a good night. And of course, Red's a hottie. So like people, like people come up to her, talk to her. (laughs) And I get that totally. But there was one individual in particular who lingered on three different occasions and we've talked about in one episode where like one of my boundaries and I've talked about this with her as well, that one of my boundaries is I just don't want to see you picking up your hose. Like that's it. If we're, if, if it's, if we came together and that is the intent is for us to come and leave together, exchange Instagram, whatever. That's cool. I had no issue with that, but it was like, okay, first initial reaction, what's your Insta or what's your number or whatever you exchange that. Cool. Now we walk away. Then we're outside and I hate when niggas do that thing where like, especially to queer women and you have, and like, you know, they find either one of you attractive. They like do that thing where they put their shoulder in between you and you're in their complete back and whole energy towards the other person. <clears throat> Even though we're clearly like arm in arm connected. Way. Yeah. You're doing Gross. that shit. Yeah. And like Men. that shit was really pissing me off. So I was like, okay. And like in that moment, I understand there was a lot going on. We are trying to leave. But I'm like, and you know, she was she was like giggling, and she was like, mm, I'm I have to go with my friends, you know. But she's like, you know, like she's she's lingering, to him, yes, yeah. lingering. I'm that. like, okay, like if we're going, then let's yeah. go, you know, like. Yeah. And then we walk, and like her friend said something, and she was like, well, he was really she, and she was like, well, I'm just being courteous, you know, girl code and stuff. And she was like, but then she was like, but he was really cute though, and I was like, I mean that. Then at that I point, <laughs> at that point, you might as well just go ahead, go, go get his number, go do whatever it is. You might as well at this point. All right. So, but I mean, that's, I get it. You're like so yeah. fucking irritated. I'm like, like and, and like, I was, I was hot. I was tired. I had said, I had expressed, I was, I was like getting uncomfortable. I was anxious. I literally was like tapping and clenching my jaw like all night. Um, because of the situation? No, or? just because I was anxious. It just because, just because it's like a lot of people. I don't know anyone. Like, you know, it's like... You don't know all the songs you know, like they I don't do. know. Exactly. So I'm literally, like, like uh, having a good time, like, vibing. You know, her friends are cool. But it's just, like, I'm still, like, a stranger in a foreign land, you know? And I'm just... That is ang- anxiety-inducing anyway. And that's your one rule. That's my, yeah. like... That's, like, one of my only we rules. Talk about that. That's, like, one mm. of my only rules. Like, I wish I don't want to... I just don't want to see it. Especially like, when we're out together, you know, we're kind of having this, like, a little date yeah, night situation. Yeah, not the out together. No. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. And, like, we had talked about it a few days before, and that's also what I said. And she was like, oh, well, I'm gonna mingle. And I'm like, mingling is fine. Like, talking... There were plenty of people that came up to her, got her Instagram, whatever, walked away. Didn't have to say anything to me. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. That... This one was the one that, like, really irritated me. And then when we, like left and everything and we got back to her friend's house and I'm like trying to get out of my irritation because I'm like I'm I don't want to be like yeah I don't want to be like irritated for the rest of the night um but then we were like going to this after party and I and I was like oh is your new friend going and she was like yeah probably and Uh I was like and in that moment and in my moment I said to myself in my head just go home like just uber to where your car is intuition and go home but it's always that. It's always the And I didn't, I just didn't listen. And we I don't just be listening. didn't listen because she was like, well, I want you to come with me. Like, I want to dance with you, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll go. And like, we weren't even there for five minutes. First of all, we pulled up to the Airbnb and these, everyone, they got kicked out. 
So everybody's standing in the street. Oh, no. Wonderful. And we and as soon as we get there, that nigga does that shoulder shit again, and then immediately was like, "So what are you doing tomorrow? Like, I want to take you out." And so she's holding my hand, but I'm like, "Okay, if this is what's about, I'm gonna oh, stop take me. myself. I'm gonna Woo. I'm gonna take myself out of the situation." So I just was trying to walk away, but she was like trying to hold my hand, and I was like, "He obviously." doesn't give a shit about that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not about to piss myself off mm -hmm. by staying within earshot of whatever, mm -hmm. like whatever conversation y'all going to have. And like, what, like I, I heard her say, well, I'm busy tomorrow. And I'm like, just, just, just say, I'm just, just, I'm a text. I'll text you. If that, if that would have happened, even just uh, within the second interaction, then I feel like that wouldn't. Because then you could have just texted him right yeah. when you left. Yeah. And hey, this is this is red. Whatever. Set that shit up on your own time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that shit. I should have just went my ass home, and that's what I told her. Mm -hmm. And she felt bad. And now I'm standing out in the cold, in a fucking halter top, freezing, feet hurting. I'm still hungry, and overstimulated. And now I have a headache. And got to walk, like, I, it felt like forever to her friend's car to get my comfortable shoes. Her friend wants to stay a little longer. I'm ready to go. So she's like, we're going to Uber there. But then her friend's like, oh, don't worry about it. We're actually just going to go. And then we drop someone else off, and then we get to the house. And I just didn't, like... Why am I about to cry? <laughs> we talked about it. We talked about it briefly, but, like, I was like, I need to go to bed. I'm tired. Yeah. Whatever. But then this morning, we were talking about it while we were laying in bed. And I was just telling her, I was like... I just don't want, that's like the only thing. That's like my only thing. And I was like, and w since we talked about it before, I had mentally prepared myself that I wouldn't even have to worry about that shit all night because I told you that I didn't want to see it. So I trusted that yeah, I wouldn't would see anything. See yeah. Can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. So when you texted, when y'all were talking mm -hmm. and you were like, I don't want to see you like picking up bitches. Mm-hmm. Was her response, I'm gonna mingle? Um, I'm not asking in an accusatory way, I'm asking out of curiosity. I don't remember if it was, I think it was before that she was saying she was gonna mingle, and okay. I was like, and That's you were fine, like, okay, but I don't want to. That's see fine, this, this, I just don't, yeah. And okay. she, was she was like, like Okay, okay, babes, with like a heart eyes and all that. And I was like, Okay, cool. I, at that point, at, at that point, I'm like, Cool, I, I won't even have to worry about it, like, cool. But then I ended up having to worry about it, so that. One, I'm I'm now I'm mentally in a situation I didn't prepare myself for, yeah. and two, now I'm also dealing with the fact that I told you I didn't want to see it and I'm seeing it, and like yeah. I know that, and I told her I know you can't control the actions of other people, and if people want to walk up to you, that's fine, but like, it, like it's it's also just setting up, it's like boundaries. setting the boundary yeah. even with someone else when they're coming up to you, and I, I don't, I, and I know it's like a new situation that she's navigating through, and she and. I get it, but I still feel the way I do. Like, there's a way to let it be known that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, hey, I'm connected. Whether, it doesn't have to be like a, this person is my partner, this person is anything, but even your friend. I yeah. just feel like when niggas get in between groups of friends and they're like putting their back, there's a way that you can be like, okay, my friend exists. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And, and, she was like, <laughs> and she was like, and she was like, well, I don't really know how to like talk to men and like how to, how to interact with them and everything like that. I don't that. know. That's but just like, common decency, but it's just, I'm that oh, it was just really, nothing. it was just, but that was just what was irritating yeah. me. And so I was just, yeah, I just, and she apologized to me and she said, your feeling is valid. And I told her, and I was like, well, imagine if the roles were reversed. And she was like, if the roles were reversed, I wouldn't really, I'd be fine. And I was like, so if I took you to a party with my friends and you didn't really know anyone there, 
and you didn't know music, like you knew the music were playing some some of them, but you're not like in it. You don't know the like cultural, th like, you know, I'm literally, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm just chilling. And you'd be fine if someone walked up to me and I was, and that happened to you in those same ways. You'd be cool with that. And she was like, well, I would feel some type of way later. And I was like, and that's my point. Like, that's why I don't want to see it. Cause yeah. then now every time you check, every time you check your phone, every time, like, especially within those few oh, hours, yes. I'm like, oh, I bet you she's texting that nigga. Yeah. I bet you it's she's fucking like what smirking at the phone, probably texting that nigga. And I don't want my brain to be there, which is why I don't want to see it. Yeah. That's like the whole point of that boundary is yeah. I like, I don't want to put myself there because I know I can go there. Yeah. I don't want to go there because that's unnecessary. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of energy too. Yeah. And way. I don't want to, I don't want to put that on myself. I want to continue to like be free flowing and have fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how we have been doing, but like I, I see that shit and now I'm like, I don't want to see that shit. Damn. That's it. <laughs> so that was what I did this weekend. <laughs> and you know, I feel like that it, it transitions very well um, into the topic that we want to speak about topic today. Last week, Even the topic, yeah, like last week. Mm -hmm. So I really can't get in, can't wait to get into this conversation with Alexis because yes. we'll be talking about polyamory this week. And fuck a motherfucking fun fact, bitch. The oh. fun fact is Alexis. Okay. Hey. <laughs> so, That's so, me. I'm so, the fact. so you didn't find a fun fact. Hey, oh. <laughs> Hello. I need a sound that's opposite when this bitch be calling me the fuck out on, on the mic. I'm like, you can do this another time. You can talk to me about this another time. Anyway. I appreciate the candidness. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just saying this bitch. If you're on the YouTube, you see that Alexis and Lex are cuddled up on the couch today mm -hmm. and I'm here as on this usual, cool actually. new chair. So we have a different setup and I love that. I'm feeling the energy here. I can't mm -hmm. wait to have more guests. Cause I'm like, this is, I'm feeling really podcasty. I love it. Anyway, Alexis, <laughs> why are you here? Because we're talking about polyamory. So why are you here? What's your pronouns? Give me like the lowdown. Give me like the icebreaker version of who you. you be? Yeah. Who are you? The icebreaker version of me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Alexis. Hey, my pronouns are they and she, um, I am that bitch, and that's the icebreaker. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So since we're talking about polyamory, would you say you identify as somebody that's polyamorous? Yes, I am definitely polyamorous as fuck. Okay, and how long have you been poly? Someone asked me this today, actually, and I was like, how long have I been poly? And honestly, like, forever. Like, my whole life. Okay. I feel that. How did you know? I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I'm like this is you're life. doing great. No, okay. Yeah. Is... I like. Okay. You say all your whole life. So how did you know you're poly? And like, what age do you remember being like? Mm. I want to preface this by saying, for me, polyamory is closer to like sexuality than it is a relationship structure. Okay. Oh, um, I like that. Meaning, like, I've always been very connected deeply to people and it's been easy for me to feel that way about people um and i was in a really serious relationship at a young age um and even during that time like i would feel so big feelings for other people mm -hmm. that were not my partner mm -hmm. and i would be so confused it wouldn't even be on some like slick shit i would be like what's going on in my brain yeah <laughs> um and that was like probably 15 um so yeah and just like 
my whole life. Like it's it's a way of love to me, not just like yeah. how we're set up. Yeah. yeah. Like less of a um you can only love and give this type of love to one person. Only yeah. one person is worthy of like the romantic and the sexual and the emotional. Yes. All of those things. You're like that can be Most. spread out. Yeah. yeah. It's like even if I chose to participate in monogamy, it wouldn't change how I receive and give love. Yeah, absolutely. And like, obviously my partner and I would have boundaries or whatever, but like that doesn't change. Like if I feel connected to someone or whatever, like I'm a still, you know, I have eyes, I have feelings, all that. And that's real. And like, honestly, I feel like when people try to stifle that, is when that shit like festers and becomes cheating and this and that and like all this bad shit that really hurts people when we could just be honest about Mm -hmm. what's going on and that doesn't mean everybody's polyamorous or anything like that it's just like some people are just terrible oh very true it's just like being honest with yourself first and foremost and then honest with the people around you that you're connected to okay wow i love that i've very felt that very deeply Mm -hmm. Thanks. That was a good one. You're welcome. (laughs) That was a good one. That's what I'm here for. Yes. Okay. So as we have already said today, we are talking about polyamory and all things, most things Mm -hmm. that um, go into it. I'm not really going to be talking about monogamy. I will mention it very briefly, um, sort of in comparison or like within my own experiences within monogamy. Um, as I'm sure probably Courtney will too. Um, but if you didn't know, polyamory is just the philosophy and practice of loving more than one person at the same time, open and honestly. It really emphasizes the choice of having multiple partners and being able to explore the feelings and connections with those multiple people. Um, beautiful. Yeah. I was making this outline and I was like, oh, this just is so good. Um, to be polyamorous is to have an open intimate romantic and platonic relationship with multiple people while also keeping everyone aware of what's going on it's not like this is my friend you're telling your partner this is my friend but really y'all be fucking all the time like not that this is my friend and we also be fucking sometimes like that is (laughs) that is open and honest okay (laughs) that is open and honest um But monogamy is just the opposite. It is the practice of being with one person romantically, sexually, um, long-term relationships, which it only is two people. Marriages, only two people. They don't do anything outside of what they do together. That is monogamy. The hometown shit, most of the time, that is monogamy. (laughs) That hometown shit. Yeah, because you know them niggas be cheating out there. They be cheating more than anybody else. Okay. Um, I, I did, they did make a little note in the article that I read. I I think it was called like off of like be well or something like that. And the article was written by a queer person. So I I was like, this is good. Um, open relationships are often mixed in with polyamory. I know that there are some people who are polyamorous that don't like, they're like, that's not, that's not polyamory. That's not being polyamorous. That's just fucking all the people and not having consequences. That is a true statement. Oh, okay. Having an open relationship? <laughs> I think that... I don't know what else you're about to say, but... Oh, yeah. Um, I think that, for me, in my experiences, the difference between being polyamorous and ethically non-monogamous 
is that like sexual connection or even like dates and stuff like that. But a lot of the times in an ethically non-monogamous situation, the person is not falling in love with someone else or like having a a Mm. committed partnership with someone Mm -hmm, else. mm -hmm. But like in polyamory, you'll see people have multiple partners Mm -hmm. and like, I love this person and I love this Mm -hmm. person. It's not just like sex or uh, company or entertainment. It's like something deeper. So that's, that's why that is, yeah, that's basically what it was going to say. That basically was, oh, well, there you go. It's literally, um, where two two people have sexual freedoms and the other partners. I actually wrote that article. I love it. Oh, I love it. Shit. (laughs) Shit. Let me cite your, cite your ass. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Um, the, uh, the other person, the other people, like you have sexual freedom, but the other people don't necessarily know all about like what's going on. It's like, yeah, you just know that I'm out here connecting with whoever so like mm-hmm. the people on tinder that are like i have a boyfriend but i want to have fun with another person mm-hmm. those are like open relationships you wouldn't really because if you wanted to date her she wouldn't she'd be like well i have a boyfriend You're right it oh, wouldn't be like oh, okay yeah we could totally also date each other it wouldn't be like that is that one maybe i'm maybe i'm not polyamorous maybe I'm, a lot of people maybe i'm ethically non-monogamous yeah that would make more sense because like I keep trying to figure out how I'm going to like figure out if I'm poly right because I'm I have this partner that I really enjoy and like I give a lot of my time to them and this week they were like okay I think we need to spend less time together I think we need to see each other like once a week and like when you with that time I want you to go out and I want you to like date and like have sex with other people so that you can figure out what it is that you want right but I keep thinking to myself like I don't want to spend any time with anybody else i want to fuck other people like i want to physically connect with other types of people right Mm -hmm. i just i love everything so i want to experience everything but i don't want to give my time or like my like a day or like anything more than really like a physical or like a from like a friendship vibe kind of relationship so that's not being polyamorous Mm -hmm. i would say no okay cool I'm ethically non-monogamous. Oh, yes. Making right statements. Right now. I'm, okay. It's been one moment. day. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was know. just saying. making. I'm freaking out. I, I said it, and then I was like, oh, my God. Does this mean <laughs> I have to be it right now? No. Okay. It literally doesn't mean anything, actually. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. It's wonderful. Yeah. Sorry. It's whatever you feel for it. Um, th- my next point was poly individuals tend to reject the idea that... Oh, and I want to know if you related to this because it had a segment on there about sex addiction and how like sex addicts are uh, a lot of the times lumped in like polyamorous people are lumped in with just being sex addicts i've never heard that no oh my god yeah they said that yeah they were saying that like they had a whole little segment on it where it's like they're only that they're only in it for the sex like they just want to have sex with a bunch of people and that's all they want is just to fuck and i mean there's probably a couple of bitches out there that are like that absolutely yeah just like there's if i was a sex addict i would say that i would say that i was absolutely that sounds better (laughs) yeah but and then it said that people with sex addiction addictions based on desire for multiple partners usually just find themselves in the community because like it's a lot of like-minded people who are like who like can understand that you want to have multiple partners you know that kind of thing um there are different types of poly relationships and some of these i had never heard of and i was like wow 
What an interesting term. But anyways, uh, the first one being hierarchical, where there is a person that has a primary partner and also a secondary partner. I will say that this is my least fucking favorite form of polyamory. Um, I really, really, really? I think that... I don't, I don't like it. I think that hier- hierarchical polyamory can be disgusting. Yeah. Um, it can yeah. be it's it's giving awesome. toxic yeah. monogamy with all of your partners yeah um but you kind of cast aside the feelings of that third person at any time like but it doesn't feel- have to be that way yeah. yeah people just don't like do the work to heal from attachment and things like that and then so it turns into something like that but it, it's not it doesn't have to be a bad thing like yeah. if i spend most of if i'm married for example and i spend most of my time with my married partner and we live together and all this stuff and i have a secondary partner that doesn't have to mean like my feelings for them are secondary sometimes it's just like we only see each other on the weekends because i i have kids and a life and all this stuff and so do they and so but we love each other very deeply and we're connected and we're committed to each other. And like, Mm -hmm. that's my secondary partner. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that that form of polyamory gets a bad rap because people aren't like treating it how it could be. Like it could be something precious, but instead it's like, this is my main bitch and you're the side bitch. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's the two times. Well, the one time I've experienced it and the second time a partner has told me that that is the kind of polyamory that they would like with me. It just didn't, like, experiencing it and from a couple, like, that I also really had, like, big feelings for. Like, I really liked them. I love spending time with them. They were super creative. I, the only problem is that they would keep me in the fucking house all the time. Like, I'm a little fucking toy or something, and I didn't like that. Like, that was the only thing. But whenever, like, they were having an issue, it just was weird because I would get sort of get shut out. Because they were having an issue, I would get ignored for a few days because they were having, neither one of them would really talk to me mm. or they talked to me just to avoid talking to the other person, which I didn't like because that made me feel like I was in the middle of their argument yeah. and I had nothing to do with it. So like, and just feeling like you're, like I said, like just a little play thing. Like I know some people like that feeling like, oh yeah, you just call me when you want to play. You call me when you want to relax. You call me like, you know, some people, but like, if you want me to be your little plaything, at least treat me, treat me mm-hmm. like that's it. Um, I like to go out, and I say that like I like to go out and do things with you. Like take me out, let me dress up and get nice. Let's flirt and do some shit outside, and then we can come back and do what the fuck ever. Well, they were open with their family and stuff. They were too. open with their family. Yeah, yeah I like so met their mom like and their brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like they have to hide. They would literally be yeah. like, "This is our girlfriend, Lex." They would literally say that. Yeah. So it was like, if this is how we're doing it, then I just really wish that. Also, and also, he was trying to manage my OnlyFans, and I sent him a bunch of footage and stuff, and he was gonna make me a thing, and he never did. And that just that really, yeah, fun. that too. It just really sucked. But, and then my ex wanting, like saying like, oh, that is the kind of relationship I would want is like you and me being the main and then like us having, but the way that they would describe it, just, it just didn't sound like, it didn't sound fair because I had been in a situation where it was like that. And it, and the way she was describing it was exactly the way like mm-hmm. that situation felt. And I was like, I never want someone to feel like, they don't have a say-so in what's going on. And I don't want someone to feel like they don't have a place in my life. Like, 
or like their place in my life is in jeopardy just because you and I are together or vice. Like, I don't, I just don't want that. That's just, I don't want that. So if that is what, if what you're describing to me is what you want, it just doesn't sound like it's what I want Mm -hmm. also. So I will say that, um, that is all very shitty and I'm so sorry you got to experience that. I think these are examples of like unethical hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Like, because when I'm hearing you talk about your experiences, I'm hearing like, a lot of lack of communication. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing a lot of like control and ego and things like that. And like, that's what makes that shitty. Yeah. It's not like, but it didn't have to be that way. Like you didn't have to experience those things. Um, so yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And for those that don't know, a primary partner is just someone that you would, that you share a life with, that you're intertwined with. You, you are in a long-term relationship. You guys might um, have a house together, have kids. You might share finances, things like that. And your secondary partner is, like Alexis said, not your side person or your second person, just like someone you're not sharing a life and kids and family with. Um, the next one would be one that people are pretty familiar with because three is such a good number for me, at least. Um, I love three. Uh, triad or AKA thruple. Um, this is simply one person who is dating two other people or just three people that are all dating each other, which sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I really listen, I want to let you know, I really, really want to experience that in like a positive way because I just feel like I would be so happy. I just feel like I would be so, so happy, and that's all, because that's what I want. Like, anytime I've dated a partner, that has always been the goal, is to have another person, or for me to at least have another person, and that also be okay that I have this connection with this person. But it just has never played out that way for me, which is so unfortunate. Um, The next one would be a quad, which is just four people that are dating. Um, This usually happens when two couples get together, but I have seen a lot of like, like that one episode of how to build a sex room and that there's that one, the one oh, girl yeah. who started the whole thing mm-hmm. and, and she started the whole, people. and it's like seven people, which is a polycule. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, she started the whole thing cause she was like, Ooh, I like her. I like him too. And then they all like each other. Yeah. They all like each other. And I just love that. I was like, that's so cute. Um, but then there is a full quad, which will be. Four people romantically and sexually involved because apparently sometimes it's just like married couples and just the women are involved or married couples and like two of the other ones are involved and the other ones are just really good friends or some shit like that. I think those kinds of, I feel like those are the kinds of couples that come in a lot to Sarah's. Yeah. Because I see like, it'll be like, and they're usually white people in like their 40s and their 50s. But like, they're two older white couples, like a man and a woman and another man and a woman. And the guys are like just joking around and like giving stuff to the girls. But the girls are like very clearly connected and like wanting to do things to each other. And they want like... It, it's interesting. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Okay, I wonder what y'all's kids be doing in college and yeah. y'all out here, you know, having a good time. I think that's yeah. dope. There was one weekend I was working and I still wonder, like, I still wonder to this day what this couple is up to because or, or this quad is up to because it was two married couples, uh, two girls, two guys, and they pulled up in two different cars and they came in. And I remember because one of the couples had come in just a few days earlier and got a lush for one of them. And I remember because she was just so horny. She was just like 
dancing in her shoes. She was so excited to go home, you know? And I was just so happy. And she just had such good energy. So I loved it. So when they came back, she was like, oh my God, I told you guys, my friend's here. And I was like, okay, yeah, I remember this bitch. And so they all come in, they're drunk from brunch because they just came from brunch. And they were just like, yeah, we're, we're going to get the boys one and we're going to get my friends here one too. And I was like, okay, love it. So they got the edges. They got two edges, which is a prostate massager that you Bluetooth control or internet yeah. control. They got both of that for the guys. And then they got one, a panty one for the other one. And she had hers in already. And she was like, for the last 30 minutes, everyone's just been sitting at the table, just playing with my vibrator, and yeah, I'm ready yeah. to go home. <laughs> and, and they were just in such that a good like mood. A yeah. They were having such a good time. And like when they got, they were like, okay, they pulled out their phones. I helped the girls sync their sync the guys to their phone, and the girls sync theirs to the guys' phones. And then they were like, yeah, the guys, we're gonna drive around town for a while. The the guys are gonna get oh in their gosh. car, and we're gonna drive around in oh, our car, wow. and we're just gonna. And then we're we're gonna meet back in a couple hours, and I was like, oh, this is gonna wow, be so, so fun. fun, yeah. And How then creative. and then while they were checking out, they were talking about some vacation they were going on together, and I was like, I just really want that. Like that just they just seem so happy and so free and so like just. And I know it's not always like that. Obviously, yeah. there's four people involved. That's a lot of feelings involved. But it's still like just even having moments like that. It's just it was just so beautiful to me. I was like, oh my god. So, yeah. so what so, kind of style would you feel like you fit into? Um, I don't know because I don't like being put into any kind of okay. box. Naturally, that. yeah. Um, so how would you describe your style then? I definitely leaning more towards like relationship anarchy. Which is okay, like a okay. whole nother. No, whole please explain that. Thing. Yeah. Um, basically, just like anything anyone thinks a relationship is, I'm just, that's not what it is. Okay. Like, I, uh, I move outside of whatever those boundaries are. Um, not in like an unconsensual way, but like mm -hmm. the boundaries that society creates, even like you reading these definitions off, like mm -hmm. these are in a sense boundaries that someone created as they were writing this article. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so relationship anarchy for me, you know, would be like not necessarily the opposite of that, but like not that. Mm -hmm. Like I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't like commit myself to anything because yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, all the relationship stuff, to me, is, like, it's all based in, like, ego and, like, dishonesty and not even in, like, a negative way. It's just, like, how people are wired and there's a lot of unlearning to do and, like, because of that, I'm, like, not anything you think should be happening. We need to talk about it first mm -hmm. and then decide that that's how we want to move. Okay. So it's giving it's giving everyone the space to consent to literally everything that's going on. Okay. So like not, there's there's a boundary but there's no boundaries. So like you just the boundary is being able to communicate your boundary. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's all. Like and I will say this takes a lot of unlearning and like even even now in situationships I have going on like I'm still unlearning things and being like okay, wait. 
Like, is this what I want or is this what I think is expected of me because I'm in this relationship or in this connection or whatever? Mm -hmm. In your last relationship, your last long-term relationship, and you being polyamory or you, you being polyamorous or uh, being a relationship anarchist, what did that look like when you were seeing other partners? Like, did you, other than saying that to your, your long-term partner, like, hey, I'm going out with this person, did they expect anything from you in return? What were their boundaries with, you know, the situation? I will say that <clears throat> my last long-term partner, well, I guess my only, my longest term of partner, um, we were not aligned in how we experienced polyamory. And to this day, they they would probably say that they're ethically non-monogamous, not polyamorous. So that situation was like kind of tough to navigate, especially not knowing that's what was going on. Um, but just basic communication, like I would let them know as soon as I knew plans. Um, I and a lot of my connections were like ethically non-monogamous vibes like we go on dates and we would fuck and all this stuff um but i did have a more serious connection and um even then like we went on a trip together and so i had to communicate that with my partner and ask them like uh do you need something before i go or when i come back and like even that was a mess but that's essentially how i would navigate that with a partner okay got it. literally just communication like Communication and honesty about how I feel, about what I'm doing, about how you feel, about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, being able to acknowledge, like, when you're feeling jealousy or control or when, like, your ego is taking over your emotions, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, it's really just, like, communication. That's one that I've been working with. And I got a really good affirmation this morning from Red because she was, like, because I was talking about how, like, because it was after we were talking and I was like, I just hate, like, oh, she asked me a question, like, what's a feeling that you have that you are, like, conflicted by or that you, that, like, you're confused by? And I said, jealousy. And she was like, she was like, I don't think you give yourself enough credit because even last night, even how all this has happened, like, the way you communicate, how you feel, how you felt and, like, the way, like... If this were me, I would not have talked to you about it. Mm -hmm. She was like, I would have got really distant. It would have just not have been that way. And even on the episode where we were talking about anal and we were talking about my night that night, she was that like... That was a hard one to get through. Yeah. I can imagine for somebody <laughs> <Yeah>. that... <laughs> dating you. <laughs> she was like... She was like... She said she was listening to it and she was like, it wasn't... She's like, it wasn't that good. She, I'm, I don't think he took her to the stars or something like that. And I was like, no. I was like, and you know, I just, I'm talking on the pod. Like, I, I'm talking on the pod. Like, you have to remember that. Yeah, it has and to be descriptive, y'all. Yes, it has to be descriptive. I need you to be excited and hanging on my every word. Exactly, and we are. Yeah, exactly. That was a good episode. I it was, was like, a good episode. Wow, bitch, he took you where? Yeah. To the stars? Yeah. I like when, I like when Courtney's listening, because sometimes I can see in her face that she's like, really listening to oh, what I'm oh saying. Oh my god, <laughs> so I'm trying to make sure I don't forget like, anything. I, I think I'm a freak, <laughs> but whenever I talk to Lex, I'm like, 
really like a freak a leak a leak yet because like i'm like damn bitch i want to do that but i'm scared (laughs) girl i was scared too i had to do it for the both of us (laughs) that's true one of us has to try it yeah okay i got you so you know it's cool yeah because now you're more open to the idea now right i am i'm much more open to the idea um but i guess next time you can give you can give the the ticket to me i'll I'll take one for the ticket. okay got it I got you. But there's someone that I follow on uh, Instagram, and I'm, I share a lot of her videos on my story, um, and you've probably seen them. It, 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 she's um, this white woman. She's been polyamorous, like, her whole life, and she that really... That little blonde girl, the yeah, blonde lady? Yeah, and she really... I'm trying to find her, her Instagram so I can plug it, just because... on Oh, Chill Polyamory. Um, she makes a lot of reels and videos that really, di- like dissect everything within polyamory hierarchical jealousy processing jealousy and even when you're saying like how you went on a trip with your partner um with your other with a different partner she was saying like you know just rephrasing things like not even asking people like hey can i go on this trip with my partner because then you're really like it's it's like putting someone in control Mm -hmm. of like what you can and can't do it's like hey me and my partner are planning a trip. I just wanted to see what your feelings would be if we did that. And, like, she's just really also helping me unlearn a lot of things that I have. And even, like, how I am, how I have been processing my jealousy is because of, like, a lot of videos that she has put out about jealousy. Because I'm like, yeah, and just like you were saying, like, why am I feeling jealous? Like, why does that make me feel some type of way? Like, why, like I'm, that is, like, the main thing I ask myself in those moments. And because I can't figure it out, it be making me even more irritated. So I'm like, why are you feeling this way? Yeah, Yeah, what's the root? But I can't process it till I'm out of that mindset, so. I would like to say that I think everyone here and everyone listening should try to take the shame out of feeling jealousy. Yeah. Because it is, I I would say, I don't know what the internet says, or the doctors say, but (laughs) I feel like it's a very natural emotion and like, when we beat ourselves up about it or we get frustrated with ourselves because we can't figure it out, it uh, it creates, like, shame in us. Yeah. And shame is not a motivator. So if you're trying to get through something, it's it's better and harder to be gentle with yourself and, like, give yourself grace because uh, I feel like jealousy is, like, a physical it's not just a feeling. It's a, it's an emotion and like your body reacts and like, that's a thing. You got to like sit with that and like feel that and figure out what that is. Um, so yeah, you don't, you don't have to be frustrated. I'd be so, because I don't, I just don't like the feeling of feeling jealous. And I was telling her this too. And I don't like who I am when I get jealous. Mm -hmm. Like she, I don't like that bitch. It's, I don't like that bitch. Like, and sometimes the jealousy can come out in like a really beneficial way. Like, oh, I'm jealous. Now I'm going to do some grand gesture for you just because, just because that's a great payout for me just because I would have done something like that for you anyway, but this just pushed me to do it more. So boom, look at my cards. Now, what do you think? You know? And to me, that's always a good payout anyway, just because I still got to do something fun with you and I got to see you experience something great. So to me, that's, like, one that I can't really be frustrated that I do, but, like, the physical reactions I get and, like, 
the, I can feel the change like mm-hmm. in, in my whole energy. And I'm like, I don't want anyone standing too close to me because I know you can feel it, like just yeah. being yeah. near like, me. It's in your chest. Cause like, I, yes. And I'm like, I'm literally trying to shake it so bad, but I just can't. So I usually just like get quiet. And I'm like, it's cool. I like, and I, I literally said to her, I was like, you have, you didn't do anything wrong. We can talk about it later. So I just didn't want her to be frustrated. Yeah. And I kept saying like, you don't control the actions of other people and everything yeah. like that because you can't. But anyway, yeah, it just was like, it was just me trying to get my shit together. I don't like feeling jealous. It's not a feeling I like. I don't and think anybody likes it. It's definitely I, not useful. I like it. You like the feeling of jealousy? I so do. do you get jealous still? Even Yes, I'm jealous as fuck. Okay, and what does that mean? Like, please elaborate. Why do you like it and what does that mean for you? I, I like, I am like a data collector just in general. Like, in all aspects of my life. And I was in therapy one time and my therapist was like, jealousy is just a form of data. Like you experience it and then you figure out what the fuck was going on. And then now, you know, this is what your needs are. This is what your wants are. This is what your, the opposite of that is like you, you have all this, all this data. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I, I definitely feel jealousy. Um, and just like Lex was saying, like I'll take a moment and like ask myself what's going on. Um, but then when I get through it, like, I'm really proud of myself and I'm like, okay, now I know that this is something that's bothering me or I need more affirmation in this space or something Mm -hmm. like that. And a lot of the times, because like I was saying, jealousy, I think is an emotion and it's, it's felt in your body. It's, it's not, I guess it also, it also is like a reaction to your brain, but like, you know, it manifests Mm -hmm. in you and like you can't you can't really do anything about it. So me hating jealousy is probably going to make me more jealous or it's going to make it harder to get through it because the whole time I'm focused on like you were saying like I don't want anyone to know I'm jealous. I don't want anyone to feel this energy. I don't want to be experiencing it. But like as we're sitting here talking about this, we all know that it's inevitable and we're yeah. going to feel jealous. Yeah. Even if in you're you're in the healthiest most amazing monogamous relationship like if she get into a key with the lady at the grocery store and like sometimes it's like little shit that you don't even think is gonna Bitch. make you jealous i don't but even you like look- you watching videos of like old other bitches like in my presence that i knew you liked so like if you like if you're going through your snapchat memories or you're on the phone you're just like if I see that shit, are you like mention them? I'm just like, why are you even talking to me about them? Ooh. I'm and I get mean and I don't like that because then I like it's like a reactionary thing where you're mm-hmm. like, I'm mean and now I'm thinking, oh god, I was just mean to them, so like now they're probably remembering how how nice that other person was to them, and so now they're thinking about how I'm not as good as them even more, and that makes me even more jealous, which makes me even more mean. It's like it's a like, cycle. Yeah, I have to like yeah. I have to talk myself through it, which my current partner is pretty good at, so you know I can't complain, but. That that's probably my worst. I'm so mean, so bitter, so quickly. So a friend of mine was just telling me basically how like we have like like jerk reactions to things. And so like as you're explaining this, um it makes me think that like something has happened. Someone has hurt you or some situation has happened and since then because it it got you so deep, you now have this jerk reaction. So it may not even be jealousy. It may just be that 
you're continuing to like relive this trauma through whatever this small experience is. And like, that's just another part of collecting data about ourselves. And so like another reason why, like we shouldn't beat ourselves up about these emotions because like you like we can't control other people. Mm -hmm. You can't control whatever happened to you. And so now you have to learn how to like calm your nervous system Mm -hmm. and like heal yourself from whatever is like making your heart stop Mm -hmm. because all dude skip the Snapchat too fast and you saw some booty. Like it's like, it's not even like, it's crazy. Cause it will not even be any naked nude, nude, nothing sexual. It'll just be like them, like another person, like playing with their cat or like, or I don't know, just like doing something cute with the filter. And I'm like, who is this bitch? Who did they think they were two years ago? Who the fuck? <laughs> get the, and why are you watching it? Like, get the, why get you, the shit why out are of my you face. reminiscing in my literally time get, yeah, get the Reminisce shit out of my on face. your own time. <laughs> I'm and it's weird. Cause like, I, I also will joke around with people, not just this current partner, but like my old partners too. Like if they think like a waitress is cute, I'm like, Oh yeah, go flirt with them. Like, and that really, it just doesn't bother me. I don't know why that would just bother me, but like, I don't know, ex people that have been close to you or like people that are close to you now and you start talking about them a lot. I'm like, I don't really give a fuck to be honest. You're the only person. I'm the only person you should be talking about forever and ever. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. That is my my Scorpio tendencies. And you said you were a Capricorn stellium, correct? Um, Stellium is three placements. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's me. Mm -hmm. Triple Cap. Okay. So the data, when you kept saying like it's just a collection of data, I was like, yes, Capricorn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to real quick go through the other polyamorous. Um, There were three other ones. A kitchen table family, which is usually like a family style. Yeah. Like, so the other, like, uh, what I was talking about, the episode of the, uh, how to build sex room where it's the polycule, they called their polycule a family because like some of them have children and they all hang out together and they spend their whole weekends together Mm -hmm. and they have a house where all of them go to stay on the weekends and enjoy family time. Um, so there's that. There is also parallel polyamory, which is both partners, um, having other partners, but their partners and they have nothing to do with each other and they have nothing to do hmm. with their other person's mm-hmm. partners. Okay. So you guys are together and then you guys also have other partners, but you don't really know, like you don't really know, you don't interact with these people as in like friends, you don't have sex with these people. It's literally, Oh, this is my friend. This is my partner's partner whatever. Um, and then there is solo, solo polyamory, which is like, one that I also really identified with, but I think that's just because that's how I have been dating for so long, which is just a person who does not intend to merge their life or identity with their partners. Um, like they don't, they are not going to share a home. They're not going to move in with this person. They won't marry this person. They won't merge bank accounts with this person. And I be, I was reading this and I was like, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. That sounds real good. <laughs> we can date, but you have your own life and I have mine yeah. like but but you obviously are intertwined in my life in some way yeah you know so um yes okay the next segment we're gonna get to is um avoiding issues uh and a lot of avoiding issues and like exploring polyamory and being polyamorous or being open or um ethically non-monogamous in any of these forms the biggest thing you need is communication and honesty you need trust also mm-hmm. 
because I know that there are a lot a lot of people that are trying to have open relationships or threesomes or whatever in in hopes to fix something else but it just doesn't it just creates more problems so you need trust you need open communication but the need for clear communication and boundaries is very important in these relationship dynamics since all of these interpersonal relationships can make anyone feel vulnerable and exposed because you're going to be triggered a lot especially in like when you're first learning like how to navigate through different um polyamorous relationships agreed yes yeah it's very triggering yeah um establishing rules and boundaries uh this is also very important it helps ensure that all partners are on the same page when it comes to emotional physical and sexual boundaries and establishing these rules and boundaries would look like asking your partner things like are are we sharing details about what we're doing with our other people how much time are we committing to each other and to our other partners uh, what safety practices should we follow? Uh, define what constitutes as cheating to you, which I think is so very huge. fucking important. Because Ask I this before y'all even get together. Because I didn't know that when I say I'm going out on a date with someone or I'm going to hang out with someone and I make out with them, I didn't know that that was constituted as cheating because making out was a boundary. Or if someone acts, if someone leaves a mark on you and you weren't aware of that, and now your partner is like, okay. Why are you talking about my life right now? Oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I was, was speaking from my... Uh, was, like, you felt, <laughs> is that what the boundary they had? Yes. Um, I was like, oh, I was speaking from experience. No, literally, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's hard when like you guys don't talk about those things. It, yeah. it gets very messy and people's feelings are hurt. And mm. yeah, I, I want to comment though mm -hmm. that all of these things that you're listing and I, I think this is like what relationship anarchy means to me mm -hmm. all of these things that you're listing should be a given yeah and like that's obvious right but like we don't talk about this shit and yeah. no one taught us to talk about this mm -hmm. shit either yeah we just be like oh i love you let's do it yeah yeah um but like these are all this is all like radical consent radical honesty like yeah this is what I want in my relationship, whether I'm polyamorous right, or, or monogamous. monogamous. My relationship with myself, like, we need to know these things. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I feel that for yeah. sure. Another, the other ones would be to avoid comparisons, which I feel like is also a really huge thing. Mm -hmm. Don't, like, just stop. Like, as soon as you turn this into a competition, now I don't want to be a part of it. As soon as you turn into a competition, now I don't want to be a part of it because now I'm going to feel like everything you're doing for me, everything you're saying to me is because you feel like you need to one up something else or yes. you need to make up for something you are supposedly lacking or anything like that. One time. Ooh. I got a story. <laughs> um, one time, and this was like a long time ago, um, but my partner had a partner and my partner and I had sex. And then, like, we were still, like, cuddling. And they started talking about sex with their other partner. Like, right after, like, oh, no. pussy still wet, bed still soaked. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, she just da-da-da-da. And I was like, no fucking way. Ooh. And that changed a lot. Like, obviously, even to this day, I'm still thinking about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. That changed a lot for us. And so, yeah. like, and sometimes we don't even realize that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um... And I think that, like, 
in polyamory and in general, people need a lot more like compassion and consideration and stuff like that. But that is some crazy shit. That would bother me too. Why do you think about that? Exactly. Like it changed our whole, at least for me, it changed like our whole sexual connection. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. For real though. Um, the other one would be express your feelings and needs as you know them instead of letting them fester and become bigger problems, i.e. resentment. Um, uh, this is an issue that like once, like these all tie into the issue that, uh, caused poly relationships to fail, which is lack of communication, boundary, lack of communication, lack of boundaries, lack of support, lack of compassion and consideration, um and honesty um those are but those are also all reasons that any monogamous relationship can end as well like i think one thing even and i had to say this a lot even my ex like when i would describe like you you describing what poly what being poly is to you like really connected with me because i would have this conversation with my ex and that is essentially how i would describe it to to her and i just remember her being like like just just I don't know it was just the way she was saying um like I don't understand basically like she didn't get how you could have all these feelings for all these people and basically chalking it up to it just being a sexual thing and I'm like I that's not what I want though and because in my relationships I haven't had the freedom to also like explore my connections in a romantic way it just it like really like, cause it's like, yeah, I want to have sex, obviously, but like also to me at this point with the people that I want to have sex with, they usually mean something to me. So you telling me that I just want to be fucking just mean like you're basically reducing my relationship with this person to just the sexual, you know what I'm saying? And like, I just remember us getting in like a really big argument about my relationship with one of my really close friends and literally them being like, well, if they're only your friend, then what is the point? Like, what is this? Like, what's the point of the sexual thing? And even red me and red had a conversation and she sort of asked me the same thing. And I was like, it's not like a necessity. It's just the fact that you're trying to put a cap on the relationship that I can have with this person. And that to me, and I wish I could have communicated that better at the time, because that is why I had such a guttural reaction to her being like, well, this is the kind of relationship I want you to have with this person. I don't, I didn't like that. And that's why when I was telling her, I felt like she was telling me what to do and she was taking my freedom away. She didn't like that. I said that to her. She was like, you're acting like I'm telling you that you can't go out and do what you want. And I'm like, but you are telling me I can't go out and do what I want because I'm telling you that this is what I want. And that is not something that you're, you're okay you're actually with. You're just saying this is what I might want yeah. sometime at some point exactly. or I did want at one point. Exactly. So it just is like, I don't know that that is just what it makes me think of. It's just like try like it, it just makes me feel like it just made me feel like she was putting a cap on the kinds of relationships I could have with people. And I don't like that. That's why that TikTok also really resonated with me because I was like, yeah, if I, if, if I do have a friend that I do have a different relationship with, I feel like that should be fine. And I also feel like I shouldn't have to always explain why it is that way or why I feel most comfortable with it that way, or why, like, just, I don't feel like I should have to explain why. If it's understood between the people involved, then why does it matter that you understand why it's that way, you know? I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I do, absolutely. But yeah, okay, so, 
points, because I'm trying to stay on time, um, only you can decide if polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, or open relationships are right for you. I understand that it's something that a lot of people are doing because they want to see if it is like positive for them, but definitely think about what that means and assess what your own like traumas in the in in relationship in like romantic relationships as well as in like friends and family relationships figure out what you're like figure out how you feel about those things and what it really means to be open and non-monogamous and polyamorous and all that things and ask yourself all those questions like are, am I going to share these details? What does, what, how would I imagine? How would I feel if my partner did start seriously dating someone in, in a similar capacity to how they date me? Because no one's going to date the same people the same way. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different because everybody has different needs. But um, yeah, you just have to really put your mindset in those positions. You have to think about what that would make you feel like. And if you just are interested in it as, just a whole, then start off little. Start off by opening your relationship and seeing how you like knowing that your partner is going out and doing these things. And if, you, if you're if you okay with that idea, if everybody's open, everybody's honest, and you want to explore like what it would be like to love someone else, or if you meet someone and you want to explore the, the connection or whatever, then just also be open to having that conversation with your partner at some point. Or before you even get there, we're going to go open. If I end up meeting someone and I want to move it to this, is that a possibility? Or what does that look like for you? Or what does me opening the relationship look like for you? I don't know. You just have to have really deep and, like, meaningful conversations and, like, frank conversations. Just how you would when you are having sex with someone and you're like, this is what I consent to. This is what I don't consent to. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. You have frank conversations about those things. Consent is not only in the bedroom, people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like literally everywhere. And boundaries are literally just, I feel like, a form of like me telling you where my consent stops or where it starts or what the fuck ever, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Can Um, I say like two things? Absolutely. Okay. Um, because it sounds like you were kind of talking about like tips for people who are like thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think something very crucial in, in polyamory is awareness and honesty with yourself. Um, and so I think if you're like unpartnered and you're considering participating in polyamory, um, it's really important that you decide what you want and what you're comfortable with and like you sit with yourself and ask those questions so that you can find partners that are aligned with you Mm. Um, because you're talking about your ex and even me talking about my ex like we might all be polyamorous in our own way but specifically with polyamory like alignment alignment is important everywhere but alignment is really important in these situations because everyone kind of loves experiences love and and pain and all that we all experience it differently Mm -hmm. so knowing what you want and what you need is really important so that you can express that to someone and y'all can decide okay is this something we can move forward with i feel like me being solo poly and like that brief time when i was dating a lot of couples and figuring out like what I like and what I don't like and having multiple partners, I feel like that helped me so much, like really figure out what I wanted. Even when I did find my like somewhat monogamous relationship at one point, um, 
but yeah, I, I don't know, like that doing that and like as a solo poly person and just figuring it out, like being able to put the pieces together without also having to explain what I'm doing to someone was just really, really nice. Cause it's like, okay, I can date this couple and then I can also date this other person that I just met that I really enjoy and I can let them know that I'm dating and just divide my time up. Cause that, cause that is also something you really have to do with divide the time. Is time yeah. Management. It's time yeah. management. That yeah. is another thing. Do you, you have the time? Do for you this? have the time for this? Yeah. It's very important. Like the because, emotional energy. Yeah. Like you just, it's just like whenever you have a bunch, you have friends and your friends expect you expect to see you like every couple weeks or every week or whatever. It's the same thing. Just, it's just a like it's just a different connection. I don't want to say deeper connection because like they're like any any connection can be extremely deep on different levels. So um, yeah, just in different connections, that, that is how it would be. But um, I think we had a question. We do got some questions for the girls. Okay. Um, our first question is for Alexis, and it is from Courtney. Um, how long did it take you to feel compersion and what did that look like? And also, what is compersion? I know we talked about it last week, oh, but just in case yeah. our listeners don't. Okay, so compersion is basically how you experience like feelings or connections for the people that your partner is connected to, like romantically or sexually or whatever. Um, so that would be like... somewhere I saw one time I don't remember what the categories are but it split it up into three categories and one was like maybe like platonic and then one was like sexual and one was like something else um for me I am a compersion ass bitch and I yeah I feel compersion in a very big way um and like uh, the last partner I had when we started dating he already had two partners and like just off the bat not not the partner that was white but his other (laughs) partner his other partner um just like seeing pictures of them and like hearing about their experiences and stuff like that like it made me feel something for her um not even like I had a crush on her. It's like, like great, grateful for taking care of your partner and like giving them one. Not even that for oh, okay. her as like an individual. Okay. Mm. Um, like I just like wanted to get to know her and I mm. wanted to connect with her and like because I knew that we shared something which was the love, love for, for this, this person, person. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I don't know like attracted me to her. Um, and then even his other partner was white so that was like Compersion was weird there. But even even then, there was like one one day where I was like, you know, we could all that would be okay. Um, so I, I experience compersion in a really big way, and it's usually in, in all the ways, like a platonic way, a romantic way, a sexual way. Um, yeah, like I think like loving someone connects people. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Bitches love God, and so they're connected in that way. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Bitches love Beyonce. Exactly. <laughs> so we're we're connected in that way. Um, and, and I love that they're in the set. That like, <laughs> love of God of, and love of Beyonce. Yeah, it came, Beyonce the, it's the, it came at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And and that's and I think that's so 
beautiful. Like that is another reason why I love polyamory. Like aside from the fact that if my partner has a partner, I have a partner, we all got partners. Um, we're all connected. We don't have to be, you know, if that's not what everyone it's wants. It's like the chart from the L word. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, You're only what so far away from what is the chart? And oh, the chart from the L word is like they take somebody's name and then they be like, and then she had sex with this right, person. Yeah. And this person. Yeah. And it then it's like, like, oh yeah, and then you basically had sex with like two this people person. or something like two people away, and y- y'all are yeah, connected yeah, somehow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I love that. I think that's really cool. And conversion conversion is also really cool when like everyone is ex- is experiencing it and yeah. then like we can kind of it's like a together. never ending it's like oh my god oh yeah i want to get there and even even if the conversion is not in a romantic or sexual way like yeah. i i lived with my ex and his partner and like we would have meals together and we would like cook together and like we were friends mm-hmm. um we would like do things alone sometimes we would have conversations alone and like that was us being that was an example of like our conversion that's yeah. interesting so how did i'm i'm just so curious and you know I, this is the questions i feel like listeners will ask too so i'm asking for them <laughs> educated how did it work when you all lived together like who was sleeping with who did you guys have days where like because i watch um seeking sister wives on oh, TLC. No. I know that's, <laughs> that's polygamy and that's totally different. That's totally where the different. men are seeking multiple wives. Mm-hmm. The wives do not necessarily sexually connect with each other. So that's totally different. But in seeking sister wives, they each had their own bedroom and the man would cycle between the two bedrooms throughout the week or throughout the I'm month. They had their they had their schedules, <laughs> yeah, and up. like exactly. So how did it work when you were living with your partner and his partner? So we lived in a house and my partner and I had our own bedrooms upstairs and then his partner lived in the, in the basement. And so like they had their own space. Um, his partner also had their own partner. Mm -hmm. Um, so she would be over sometimes and my partner and I, like we all had like quality time where we would like spend these certain nights together or whatever. Um, time management. Yeah, exactly. And on the nights that he had quality time with his partner, usually they would sleep together. On the nights that we had quality time, usually we would sleep together or we wouldn't sleep together. Like, it was very... He was also on the relationship anarchy side, too. Um, so it was very, like, free. Like, we just really communicated with each other. And, like, outside of polyamory, I like for things to be on a schedule. So it was easy for me to be like, hey what time works best for you and your partner to have quality time mm-hmm. what time works best for us what time do you need to yourself like how how is that going to work and yeah. and even before i moved in like we had talked about all that stuff even though it didn't work out very well yeah. but we we put a lot of effort into like making things be okay relationship wise i will say there's a question that someone asked me about like being poly and open and all those things and they were like why why put yourself through and i'm asking you this because i answer i'll tell you my answer to it they're like why put yourself through having to consistently do all of those things and work through all of that all the time instead of just basically choosing the easier route and my answer to that was because like it's not gonna be easier like i'm still gonna have to be doing these things just with one person and 
to me, it's just really nice to be able to heal and experience the different things that trigger you through different people because different people are going to respond to your triggers in different ways. That data. Mm-hmm. So it's just really nice. Even with the partner I have now, it's just really nice. Like, because in ways that I react out of trauma is like completely opposite than how some people would have reacted to me, which helps me process what I'm feeling a lot easier, which makes me move forward even easier. So yeah. What would you say to someone that would say that? For me, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. Exactly. It feels like an investment. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe that's the word. Um, like, it feels good to know that someone loves me and cares about me in a specific way that they're willing to plan a week with me and dedicate time to me. Yeah. Um, that like you're working, you're working out your schedule just so we can, see just so we can spend time together. Even though you have all these other obligations. Exactly. Like yeah. that intention, your priority. That, that feels good to me and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. It feels good to me to put that intention into my partner or my partners or, or my friends. Like it, that feels good and it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work to me. Now, sometimes it is, but I feel like the things that feel like work, like you said, are the same things I would experience if I was in a monogamous relationship. Like you experience jealousy, you experience you gotta figure out what cheating is like you all these things you experience that in a monogamous relationship yeah i i will also say that like i was just thinking like as a polyamorous person because i'm constantly having to be so aware and communicative of what i what i feel and what i need it's just i just feel like it makes it easier for me to pick partners that are going to be good for me mm-hmm. because it's like I know because I'm you know. because I know and if I were being monogamous it would take me longer to know I feel like because I'm only devoting my my intimacy my all of these things I'm only devoting these things to and you. you feel like you got to start over every single every time, single time. and that to me starting over with someone else is so scary and yeah. triggering yeah. Because like I I have I have like I don't know if it's like an issue, but it's like I I'm okay with and I said this the other day I'm okay with being alone I have no problem being alone. I love being by myself okay I don't like feeling lonely and something that I like about having open relationships and all these things is the opportunity to never feel lonely but even though I am okay with feeling lonely I just don't like it. Let me let me fucking say that shit right now. I can be lonely. That's fine. I just don't like it. And if I can surround myself with as much love and as many forms as it comes in, whether it is platonic, romantic, sexual, all three, maybe just two, it doesn't really matter. Whatever that is, that just makes sure that I always have community around me. I always have somewhere to seek love and seek care and compassion and friendship when I need it most, which I feel like is what most people need anyway. And this whole idea that it's only going to be you your whole life and it's only going to be you and this other person your whole life, I feel like in some ways it can be very toxic because like they say, if it takes a village to raise a child, then why wouldn't it continue to take a village? Like why would you lose your village just because you got older? Or married. Or married. We, and, and like, like you say, like, you're okay with being alone or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like 
as human beings, like that is not what our what we're we were made for. to. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Ari Lennox said, "Oh my God, I need people." Yes, like we we are meant to connect with each other. Yeah. In in all of these big ways, like yeah. that's why polyamory is like it's cool. It's like a relationship structure. It's all these things, right? But it's also like a mindset. Like, yeah. it's more than just me having multiple partners or me having a crush on five different people. It's like, yeah. we can connect in whatever way because we're human beings yes. and that's what we're supposed to do. And that's all I be wanting. Damn. Damn. Bitch. Shit. Shit. But, and it's also really, it's also really crazy navigating feelings because I really have been, and sometimes I look at her and I just, I will just be like, She'll be like, what? And I'm like, I just really like you and I don't know what to do with yeah. those feelings. And she was like, well, why do you have to do anything with yeah. those? She right. said that to me. better. Yeah, she said that to me. And I was nothing. like, but I said, I don't have to do anything with them. And that is what I'm struggling with is because I know it's okay to have these feelings. And then in the back of my head is like, I do really like her a lot. And I guess I'm more scared of like falling. And then like, then because of other things that are going on and then it being like, okay, well, actually I have to get married or actually I have to move to wherever or actually I have to do, like, then, because then the dynamic will change. And I know it's like you cross that bridge when you get there, but with big feelings, you have to consider that anyway. And then you're investing more and more and more emotional time in between that happening, that bridge, that it's just like... And I... And I really enjoy spending time with her. I really like her a lot, you know? So it just is like, I also have to pace myself. Like, I saw her a lot this past week. And I was like, she's going to be gone for a week because she's going to Morocco. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do for a fucking week? Like, Maybe you can tend to some of your other uh, hoes and hedges, you know? I fired everyone. Everyone? Okay, there's one guy that sweeps the, the... the the office when nobody's there because that nigga be working all the time. Yeah, but, true. you know, that's it. He texted me in the middle of the day today. I was like, my nigga, I'm busy. And you're free? I'm pissed. Yeah. Well, I think maybe there's a lot of options for that time, but I understand those feelings because yeah. you spend a lot of time with somebody. Yeah. And then I get where, I get where you're coming from. You're like, where yeah. do I put these feelings? Yeah. Because this for me, it's not simple... It's not as simple as, like, you don't have to put them anywhere. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just keep feeling like I'm putting all my, like, energy. Like, where else can I put this energy if it's not going anywhere, you yeah. know? like. But that's also why I I have even been, like, I definitely need to, like, figure out getting another person that I feel romantically connected to. So I have another river to pour more, pour some of those feelings out into. Um because if I'm feeling romantic and I want to do something for someone, but then it's like, okay, but I feel like, because, or because I'm feeling that way for them, then it's like, it's okay, it's fine, because I can also do this for them, and then that feeling is out. I've gotten my feeling of wanting to do a grand gesture okay. without feeling, without you, putting you, myself in that thing, you know? You can also just do that with your friends. I know. Do I not? I don't know what the sound was, but I'm pressing one. <laughs> Anyway. There was this TikTok that I saw and it really reminded me of Courtney and I sent it to her and it was the one where it was like, that was oddly positive and supporting and it sounds shady somehow. So um, yeah, that's usually it. Fuck you. That's literally how, that's literally how anyway, bitch. so many <laughs> goes. It's been a day. It's been a day. But, but this was fucking fantastic. Such I, a good episode. I, I'm in love. Like you just, you're so communicative and clear and I just, 
I learned Don't a lot from this conversation. Say that. Hey, other bitches got other things to say about. I don't give a fuck. Me. Okay, you explain to me exactly what I need to know about this topic, and I'm gonna take this to heart because that is just really the vibe I'm in right now. Is figuring my shit out. Yeah, I think that helps. You know, so I hope that our audience and our listeners also got some good information about polyamory. Um, and you know, Alexis, you do a lot of cool shit. So tell us about it, and tell us where we can find you if we wanted to follow you and ask you to do cool shit for us. Yes, um, y'all. Can follow me on Instagram. It is by Alexis Jade J A Y D E. We'll put it in the link in the description box. Yes, um, I am an Atlanta-based photographer. I also do like creative project management, and I've been making people's dreams come true. So, really, just that bitch. Hit all me up. Yeah. yeah, that that's look, what I said. That intro, that's, that icebreaker, the outro. Yeah, yeah. 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 Most circle. Branding. And you know where to find us, all your pleasures underscore on Instagram, TikTok, and uh, YouTube. Like and subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, where you can see Alexis' fabulous boobies, because they look so fucking good today, covered in strawberries. Amazing. Juicy baby. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you know where to find us. And I hope you enjoy this episode on whatever fucking day you're listening to it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, bitch. You know the thing. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hush, hush, baby.